The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Kisa Amaro, and with me, as always, is Mary Preston. Mary, tell us a bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Hey, everybody. I am Mary Preston. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach, and I specialize in working with mental health professionals who are experiencing burnout. Kisa, tell us about yourself. I'm Kisa Amaro. I'm a certified health coach, and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and themselves. And guys, I just finished my Lose the Craving, Lose the Weight Jumpstart program, and I am getting some great feedback from the ladies. It's so awesome to see the change in perspective that they go through during this program. And I love hearing about the changes members have been making in their food choices and with their relationship to food. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. So if you are interested in working with me on a deeper, more impactful level and are ready to make lasting changes in your life for you as well as for your family, it's not too late. Uh, let me know if you would like to be put on the list for our next session. If you want more information, go to kisaamaro.com slash jumpstart. Excellent. Definitely do it. Head to Kisa's website right now. We will wait. <laughs> okay. Now that you're back, I'm going to let you know about my next free five-day challenge. Uh, we finished the five days to start loving your body challenge recently. It was super fun. I learned a lot and got a lot of feedback. So our second round is starting November 5th. Um, it's really great to start looking at, you know, going from thinking negatively about your body to accepting it a little bit more and maybe even going towards loving it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably going to be doing this challenge at the beginning of every month. So if you miss November's, that's okay. We're going to, we're going to start another one in December. Uh, so head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Mary Preston dot five day challenge to join us. And of course, I love it, Mary. Yeah, join us. And if you have any questions about any of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group. And you can just type that in, search it up, and we will pop up. Do it. All right. Join us. Okay. On to our topic of the day, which is body acceptance. And so why are we talking about body acceptance? kind of trying to throw this around, right? There's like this body positivity movement and accepting your body. Um, and I think it's really important. Keith and I were just talking about this, you know, from a diet perspective, I think we've, we've just been taught over time that we have to hate ourselves thin, right? Just in general, we get, we get the message that we have to hate ourselves, but we've got like this underlying belief that if we hate ourselves enough, it's going to motivate us to change. So we were just thinking about some examples before this, you know, 
places where it makes it very obvious to realize that you do not have to hate something to want to change it, right? So if you think about like a blank piece of white paper, <laughs> you, you do not have to hate the piece of paper in order to pick up a pen and draw something on it, right? It's just a piece of paper. You have a new idea in your head and then you put a, a picture on it, um, right? You don't, I don't have to, I sew all the time. I don't have to hate the fabric, <laughs> the uncut raw fabric. I don't have to hate it before I cut it up and sew it into a shirt or something, right? It's just fabric. Mm -hmm. I don't have to hate it in order to want to change it. Um, and then Kisa, of course, was talking about, she, she just painted her door. She did not hate her door mm -mm. before she painted it. She, it's just a door and she had a yep. thought for a new color. That's all. Yep. Um, so if we don't have to hate our bodies, um, that's kind of good news. And we can start accepting our bodies. And the reason we want to do that is because by accepting or loving our body, we start to develop a better relationship with ourselves and we can start to enjoy exercise, food, life, relationship with our partner and kids and spending, instead of spending all of our energy speaking negatively about ourselves, right? If we can just drop that drop those negative thoughts, then we can start to focus on the important things. So, yeah. Kisa, talk to us about a uh, negative self-talk. Yeah. Have you ever stopped to look at how we talk to ourselves uh, about our own body? Mm -hmm. Some of you may know that you talk horribly to your body, but some of you may not re realize all of the negative thoughts that you say in your mind about your own body. Yeah. And so often they are, these thoughts are ingrained um, that we don't even realize that we are being so mean to ourselves. They're just these automatic thoughts. Um, they have started in childhood or adolescence or even adulthood, mm -hmm. but most likely you've been thinking negative thoughts about your body for a long time and they are deeply rooted. These thoughts have created a negative body image. We often think that we're not good enough or are not deserving of love if we are not a certain weight or we don't fit into a certain size. Yep. Or we try and hate ourselves then, just like we mentioned above. Um, so, you know, I see this so often with my clients and it is something that I have struggled with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you how many of my own clients have an issue with this. And like you said, it's so ingrained into us that it's it's not really ever the reason they come in the door, right? I'm a therapist. They're they're not in there to talk about their weight. Um, it's just kind of like this insidious background issue that so many people have. Um, and, I, you know, I've been thinking since our last episode, you know, that like this just goes really, really deep. And then the last episode, we talked about the way we use the scale to track our health. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that I've been reading about the intuitive eating program, which is like super helpful to get back in touch with how your body reacts to food and to help you listen to what it's telling you. And Kisa knows, you know, I, I always jump in like 100%. So um, I always <laughs> try to get some experience in what I'm talking about, since it really helps me put myself in my client's shoes. So last month, I stuck still the scale in the closet and I've just not been planning ahead for any meals. And you guys know that that's hard for me planning ahead. It's like my number one tip always. Mm -hmm. um, 
but just kind of not planning ahead, not spending time thinking about food, just letting, kind of just letting things happen the way they happen. Um, and just letting my body tell me what to eat. And here's one of the most important things that I've discovered so far. Um, my body is awesome. It tells me what to eat. I'm just really bad at listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I constantly override my body's signals all the time. Um, because, you know, I know the difference between physical hunger and other sensations, um, from intermittent fasting. It's kind of taught me like, okay, this is what real physical hunger feels like versus, you know, the desire to eat emotionally out of boredom or stress. Um, but you know, instead of backtracking and going back to planning, I decided to really dig deep and uh, figure out what's going on. And what I found was a deep fear, right? And the fear is the reason that I was ignoring everything. And I just have this fear that my body doesn't know what to do, that if I let myself eat whatever I want, I will just balloon in weight. And interestingly, when I feel that fear, I eat more to shut my body up. It's kind of interesting, right? Like the, the fuller you get, the less you feel kind of. Um, so anyway, what does this have to do with body acceptance specifically? Uh, and that is that I am just really afraid of gaining weight. And I have done a lot of work on this stuff. And so I know some of you out there hear me. Uh, in my mind, there's a huge connection between the way my body looks and my health. And in my head, anytime I gain weight, it is completely unacceptable. In my head, my body is only acceptable when it looks a certain way right? It's really easy to love my body when it looks like the ideal. And I think, you know, I'm lucky because I can, like, I can get down to like that ideal weight and look thin. Um, But if I let it change a little bit, I notice that I freak out. And my brain tells me I'm lazy, I'm a slob, out of control, I'm letting myself go. And so this month, I just, I let myself gain weight. And it was the weirdest thing. I just let myself eat and I allowed my clothes to feel tight and I let my stomach get soft. And as that's been happening, I've just been really working on all the thoughts that have been coming up from it, right? As my body moves from the ideal, right? It moves away from being thin and it gets more to the like, quote unquote, unacceptable, um, you know, size or shape or weight, all of these negative thoughts have been come up. And so it's been really interesting. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. And later I'll talk a little bit more about my experience um, about why we have these negative thoughts and what to do about it. So Kisa, tell us more about these negative thoughts. Why, why are we having these negative thoughts about our bodies? Okay, Mary, there are many reasons that we have developed negative thoughts about our body, including the media, comments from family members, comments from good friends, wanting to fit in, wanting to be loved and accepted, or wanting to please a certain person. You know, I can think back to what I, you know, maybe middle school or high school when I started reading teen magazine. Mm. And of course, I wanted to be like the beautiful flawless models on the cover and inside the magazine. And I saw these people as my ideal and what to strive for. They were happy and I wanted to be happy, carefree, and effortlessly skinny like them. And I thought that if I was skinny, tall, and flawless, and and had like perfect makeup and perfect hair, 
that I too would be happy. So it was like the key to happiness, right? Um, you know, this was the answer for me. And of course, I didn't look like the models on the cover or the ads and therefore started, you know, ridiculing and hating my body. Yeah. I wanted to be taller and have long skinny legs. And since that wasn't going to happen, I just hated my body for it. And I was pissed that I had short athletic legs. Now I think about how much media is part of our daily lives. Like I was just looking at this magazine, this one magazine. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, media is all over. We wake up and check our Instagram. Then we watch the morning news with commercials, you know, with beautiful people drinking soda and eating processed food. At lunch, we check our Facebook, and after work, we watch some TV, which has more commercials in it, and or we, you know, we spend more time online, where we're bombarded with the ideal look and body type, selling us something that we don't have, and we'll be ultimately happy if we have it or buy it. And this has to be just extremely influential, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on the young mind. So I just think of like my child, childhood, I guess my, my teen years, uh, versus like, you know, what teens are seen nowadays. Like, I just feel like it's so much more. Uh, and then also, you know, we can also receive comments from family members about our weight that stimulate negative thoughts about our body. Maybe your mother mentioned you gaining weight or that you would look better if you lost five pounds. And, you know, these comments, no matter how well-meaning they were, mm-hmm. can spark negative thoughts like not, I'm not good enough or I'll only be loved if I lose weight. These comments can also come from good friends. Maybe they comment on your food choice and mention that if you eat too many Pop-Tarts, you'll gain weight. So you start thinking, you know, what will happen if I gain weight? Will she still be friends with me? Do I, in fact, need to lose weight? You know, and remember, people may be well-meaning and are truly concerned about you, but the comments can still be hurtful and can create negative thoughts about your body and weight. Yeah. And even when it comes to, you know, what family and friends say, sometimes it's not even about you. Sometimes we just Mm -hmm. watch... I remember watching my mom talk about her stomach um, Mm -hmm. after she had had six children, you know, (laughs) like, you know, just commenting that she needed to lose weight and talking about the shape of her body really negatively. And of course, my mom is, you know, who I looked up to for what a person is supposed to look like. And sometimes we, we take those in as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just how, how Mm -hmm. others, you know, interact with, their, their themselves and their own body image. Yeah. How we, how we talk about ourselves, how we talk about other people, how we hear Mm -hmm. other people talk about ideal body image, they all get ingrained. And then, um, you know, because those are all the negative comments, I think those are kind of easy to look at, but then I also wanted to bring up something that I've been noticing more and more of, um, as I've been following different, different accounts on Instagram, more like body positive accounts. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just noticing the way that we celebrate anybody who has gotten closer to the beauty quote unquote ideal. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and the way that we really like, we put so much effort into encouraging people to get there. And so mm-hmm. we'll say things like, you look so good. You know, somebody will take a picture of themselves and we're like, oh, I can tell how much work you've been doing. Tell me your secrets. You've obviously lost weight. Or, you know, like the encouragement, like, don't lo- worry, you'll lose that baby weight soon. Things like that. And it just, you know, it just, it sounds really pretty, but we put so much focus on how people look. And and then we point it out to them as if it's any of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they all sound like such great things to say, but let's take a look at what it really means when we focus on people's looks so much and praise it like that. Right. When we say something like that, when we're like, oh, you look so good now. (laughs) It sounds like such a nice thing, but it just assumes that the before person didn't look as good as the now person. Right. And, And there's like this value system that we put on smaller bodies. So before they looked worse, they were bigger. It was, you know, less valuable and now they're smaller and, you know, we, we praise them for that. And those messages also go really deep Um, because we value smaller bodies, smooth skin, tight skin, toned muscles, right? Mm -hmm. We we dislike bigger bodies. And this is just, you know, in general society, right? Like not saying everybody does, but, you know, in general, we dislike bigger bodies, saggy bodies, wrinkled bodies, bodies with hair, bodies with acne, bodies that are not one smooth color. and when we give these kind of like quote unquote compliments, we're telling the person that they look better now than they did. And I remember hearing this when I lost a lot of weight years ago and it just felt like such an insult wrapped in like a really pretty package. And I don't know. It was like, what, why didn't you notice me before? Was I less Mm -hmm. than a person before? Um, We just get so much attention for inching closer to that ideal. And the fear begins to bubble when we inch away from it as well. And so I noticed that that's when the negative self-talk really started was, you know, you look a certain, like you're looking good, right? You're looking thin, you're smooth face. But then when you start to inch away from that ideal, right? Like maybe you get a pimple or you gain some weight or you find a wrinkle or like, you know, I have so many images of women in my life looking in the mirror for a gray hair. Like, like, oh yeah, searching through their hair <laughs> and then like finding it and then pulling out and talking about how terrible it is, right? Uh-huh. And then we just become consumed with finding a way to change our bodies instead of accepting and hopefully loving mm-hmm. them the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, just the final thing on that, I just listened recently to a podcast where the guest said that you don't have to be beautiful. <laughs> I just thought, oh, like what? I don't know why, like that totally blew my mind, right? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that that would blow my mind. But truly, society has sent me off on this quest to be beautiful. And that has been like, that has been a part of my life for so long, even though I think we call it health, we call it fitness, we call it a lot of other things. I think this message that I have to be beautiful in some way, um, I've been trying to solve that puzzle for as long as I can remember. And, you know, I was just kind of asking myself like, okay, truly, why has that become my journey instead of becoming like president of the United States or, you know, leader of a multi-billion dollar company? And why do we spend so much of our time and money on this beauty ideal? Yeah, that's a great point, Mary. Um, I just think about like all that 
that brain time, mm-hmm. <laughs> brain power and brain time wasted on the pursuit of, you know, beauty or what, you know, whatever society deems as beautiful. Right. And, you know, there's nothing against, you know, people really, some people really love putting on makeup and some yeah. people really love fashion. But I think if that's not your passion, if that's not mm-hmm. something you love, spending all of your time and effort on it is, in, uh, just in my opinion, kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, Mary. So if we have developed a negative body image over years of negative thoughts towards our own body, then how do we create a more positive body image? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So if we know that our body image is rooted in the thoughts that we think about ourselves, mm-hmm. then we need to take a look at these thoughts, which is the root cause. Some of you may know exactly what these thoughts are, but some of you may not. So it is key to recognize our current thoughts about our body. And a great exercise to do this is through journaling. Uh, So spend 20 minutes to sit down and write down all of the thoughts that you tell yourself um, about your body. So, you know, think of, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like what are thoughts that come up, Um, especially a full length mirror Mm -hmm. Um, or when you get dressed in the morning, what are thoughts that come up at that point? And what about when, you know, you're in social situation, a social function, or eating lunch with coworkers? What are all those thoughts about your body? So those are those sentences in your mind. Um, So yeah, journal those out. And now that you have all your thoughts written down, can you see how your, like these thoughts are creating a negative emotion? Like, maybe hate, shame, blame, anger, or frustration around your body. Um, And having these feelings about your body is surely going to create a negative or poor body image. Right. And if, you know, if that doesn't make too much sense, I know we did an episode earlier talking about, you know, very specifically about how the thoughts that we have Mm -hmm. are what create the feelings that we have. And so the way that you're thinking about your body is the reason that you're having the feelings that you are about your body. Yeah. We'll we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Um, And then I want to add that we are not here to blame other people um, or things for our current body image or ourselves really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not the media's fault that you have a negative body image it's not your mother's fault that you have a negative body image and it's not your friend's fault that you have a negative body image. You know, yes, they may have said some hurtful things to you, but ultimately it is your thoughts around the situation or comments that have created your negative body image. Yeah. So once you understand and accept this, then you have the power to change your thoughts. It is quite liberating that you don't have to blame someone else and waste energy being mad at them. You can take change uh, of, sorry, you can, you can change your thoughts and about your body in order to change your body image. And ultimately this is, you know, this is awesome. You don't have to spend time and energy being mad and blaming somebody. Yes. It's so disappointing, right? That we can't, like, I really want to blame right. everybody else. <laughs> just blame somebody. I just want it to be my mom's fault. Usually, you know, like, um, it does <gasps> feel like 
in the beginning, it just feels so disappointing that mm -hmm. something better is about yourself. <laughs> right? It's, it's yeah. letting go of the finger pointing. Um, and it feels so much better to blame my body image on others. But let's be clear, no one is at fault. Right? Mm -hmm. And when we talk about fault, right, there's a big difference between blaming yourself and layering angry, judgmental, blaming thoughts on top of the negative thoughts that you already have versus taking responsibility, which is different, right? Like the media does have a responsibility in your past in bringing you messages, it's not their fault. So we need to take responsibility for our thoughts currently and start the quest to begin thinking more kindly about ourselves. So now what? <laughs> now what do we do, right? It's like we've got this this journal full of all of these ugly thoughts that we have about ourselves. Yeah, um, what do we do, Mary? Yeah, and we can we can see that we're thinking negatively about our bodies. I think that's not surprising to a lot of us. Um, but I think it's important to see our bodies are not inherently bad. We are just thinking terrible thoughts about them. And that's even though I think we know that logically, right? Like I know that I'm thinking about myself in a negative way. Part of me still wants to say, yes, but fat is wrong. <laughs> right. And I have fat on me. So, right. So then I must be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. And, and that's, that's the spiral that goes down. Right. And so the beginning that we need to kind of start with is just, you know, my body is just neutral. It's just a body. Mm -hmm. And so I really love asking this question. And it's something that a lot of people don't think about. How do you want to feel about your body? How do you want to feel about wrinkles? How do you want to feel about fat? How do you want to feel about pimples, faces without makeup or unshaved legs? Did you know, Kisa, that you get to decide how you want to feel? Isn't that amazing? What? I know. What? Mary? It's so weird. And once you decide how you want to feel about your body, then you just need to figure out how to think about a body to feel that way. So if we talk about like for myself, I want a, truly, I just want to feel love for my body. Mm -hmm. um, and you might have a different feeling word. I think sometimes love is, right. I've talked about before. It's hard to go from really negative, like shame and disgust to, yay, I love you. <laughs> so Right. Some people might have different feeling words that they're moving towards. You might want to pick something easier like neutral or just thankful or grateful or even disinterested is better than disgusted. Mm -hmm. So just take a moment to think of how you would like to feel about your body. And then let's find some thought sentences that bring those feelings. So if we take the feeling of love right? Just imagine, imagine something that you love. How do you need to think about something to bring a feeling of love? So when I think about my husband, my family, my dogs, all things that I really love, I have thoughts like, uh, like they're the best. They are so amazing. They do so much for me. Uh, it feels good to be around them. Uh, you know, I often think they're just, they're perfect, you know, especially my puppies. They're just perfect the way they are. Um, I wouldn't change them. I want the best for them. I love to be around them. Like, aren't those such nice thoughts? What if I thought about my body that way, right? Like what if I changed that around to describe my body that way, right? Like my body is amazing. It does so much for me. I love to be around it and in it. And in this moment, it is perfect. In this moment, I wouldn't change it. And I want the best for it. And I love to be around me. 
Doesn't that feel so much better? Like I feel so mm-hmm. good right now. Yeah. Um, so give us <laughs> a try. You know, how do you need to think about your body to feel about it the way you want to feel about it? And that might be kind of tough, right? So I like to find new thoughts by thinking about other people first, especially those that are really easy to love, like babies, puppies, and strangers. <laughs> a lot easier, right? Have you ever noticed that it's really easy to think loving thoughts about babies? Yeah, it especially is. Especially like, like toddlers, like, like Kisa, you're, oh. you're a baby right now, you know, like, it, like it would be really hard to think negative thoughts about yes. your daughter right? Like they're so adorable, even when they have fat on their bodies and they have all of the, like this list of things that. Oh know, yeah. Don't, don't that that is the best. Oh, they're adorable. Love right? it. <laughs> so it's like, okay. How, like if I want to think about my body, the way I like in a positive way, what thoughts am I having about, you know, toddlers and puppies and strangers, mm-hmm. right? Like puppies, my dogs, have you ever judged a dog for having spots? Or no. <laughs> like looking different than another dog. Gizmo, he's got this belly and he's so adorable, right? And I just love him. It's like I don't judge him for having fat on his body. Mm-mm. And um, for strangers, it's the same. And that might like, it's a little bit of a jump, right? Babies and puppies are super easy, but I really like to like walk around and look at strangers. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> they don't know I'm doing this, right? But like just picking out positive things to think about strangers. I care so much less about other people's like bigger arms than I care about mine. I'm like, Oh, they look so great. They look confident. But for some reason, my arms are different. Yeah. And so noticing the way that I think about those people, maybe I can kind of turn those things onto myself. Right. I don't necessarily love their arms. I just don't care. You probably (laughs) just don't. Yeah. You probably just don't even notice. Yeah. You don't (laughs) care. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like with acne, I used to have mm-hmm. some pretty bad acne and it was always so like, um, self-conscious about it. Yeah. And then, you know, like I'll, I'll be talking with somebody and like, I don't even notice their acne or they'll complain right. about their acne. I'll be like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Right. Like that we can look at somebody else and just yeah. not even like that's kind of where I think would be the nice middle ground, right? I would love for you to love your body, but to just not even notice acne, yeah. not even notice that like in a picture, your arms look bigger because of the way you're standing or not even notice right? any of these things, <laughs> right? Like what if we just looked at the picture? We're like, wow, look at where we were. That was so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes picking strangers, or even people you love who kind of have similar body qualities, right? And kind of thinking about them like, wow, I don't even notice. Or in other people, sometimes I'm like, oh, that looks so great. You know, like they look so great in that shirt. And if I put the same shirt on myself, I'm like, oh, my arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, when you can believe that other people are valuable, no matter what's going on with their body, you can get closer to valuing it. That's awesome, Mary. I love it. Yeah. So that's. Let's give the people some tips, Kisa. Yeah. Should we share some tips about just working on accepting your body? Yeah. We have five tips for you, of course, um, on working to accept your body. Uh, Mary, why don't you start us off with tip number one? Tip number one, my friends, is doing a social media detox. 
This I have found super, super useful because um, when I first started talking about this stuff, I noticed that so many of my like Instagram and Facebook, right? Like the people I follow um, mm. and I, I'm not into Pinterest, but I think it's the same, you know, same on Pinterest where it's like just kind of looking through and it was all like everybody, like my yoga people that I follow, it's like all these, you know, not, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. But like skinny white women, very bendy, <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Like not, and you know, I love like their bodies are fine, right? Their bodies are wonderful, but that's not what my body looks like. And so why, why is my feed full of all of these other body types, right? Or full of that one body type. And so what I started to do was add in other body types. And it's been really, really great to see, especially bigger women, just Mm -hmm. really really confident. Like, wow, like you can look fabulous and feel fabulous and feel really confident. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can, you can follow tags like body positivity or fat acceptance or body acceptance, um, those are kind of some places to start. And then, you know, if you're on social media, you kind of figure out how to um, just start following other people and noticing who this person follows, right? And you kind of like follow the line and, and fill up your feed with people who don't look like that, that one ideal person. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Tip number two is to look at what your body does for you every day. Mm-hmm. So look at it from a functional perspective. When I catch myself regging on my legs, I say something useful, you know, that my legs do for me. Like they allow me to walk for long distances. They allow me to dance and walk upstairs. They allow me to take walks on the beach and swim in the water. And by doing this, um, you know, it takes away that, that negative thought process and really looking at like, my legs are pretty amazing. Like, yeah. They do some pretty cool things for me. And if I didn't have them, I'd be really, I'd be pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, have you ever, I, I took anatomy and physiology in, uh, in undergraduate school and mm-hmm. thinking about your body sometimes, like sometimes we're like, Oh God, like it won't just do what I want. And then I'm like, yeah, but do you even know what it's doing? You- incredible it is that it's even like that they that you even exist and are alive yeah. like the cells and the symphony of like happenings that are going on inside of your body right now yeah. it's incredible that I can feed it donuts and it like still operates <laughs> right like thank you it does incredible things in there um so tip number three is decide how you want to feel about your body I really want you to get intentional about that, right? Like you get to decide if you want to hate your body or if you want to start feeling differently about it. If you want to hate it, just know that that is your choice. That's totally fine. You get to choose what you want. If you want to feel neutral or positive about it, there will be work involved, but you can make that choice and do the work. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Mary. Uh, number four, tip number four is to think neutral thoughts. Uh, Mm -hmm. so a thought like I have a body is an amazing neutral thought that takes the emotion out of it. It's neither, it neither creates a negative or a positive thought about your body. Um, it's neutral and it's something that everybody has. We all have a body, right? (laughs) We all got a body. Yep. And tip number five, just, I really, I think have a good time with this one, but practicing on other people, you know, notice how you judge others for their looks 
Are you judging someone who is overweight? And what are you thinking about them? And how do you want to think and feel about others? Can you think positively about them? It can be difficult to think positively about ourselves. So start with someone easy and work your way to yourself. Awesome. Alrighty, friends. It's our five tips. I hope they're helpful. That's all we've got for you today. I'm sure we have so much more to say about it, but that's where we're stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could go on and on. We could go uh, on for a long and time. And even as we're like going through this, there's like things that are popping up in my head. I'm like, no, I'll yeah. save it. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll touch on it another day, but as always, yeah. you know, thank you for being awesome and listening in and um, join us in our next episode where we talk about why you should stop trying. Hmm. We'll leave hmm. that mystery for you to figure out yeah. what that's going to be about. <laughs> um, so if you'd stop like trying, to, <laughs> just stop trying. If you'd like to know more about us and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Uh, you can contact myself, Mary, at my website at www.maryalisepreston.com or Kisa at her website at www.kisaamaro.com. And that is K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O. Com. And definitely come ask questions, give us comments, um, tell us what you think about body acceptance, and let us know via Facebook, Instagram, in the comment section. We will answer all of them and maybe we'll just make a podcast for you. Awesome. Bye, folks. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>